notre quotidien, c'est sur Taïwan. Located on the edges of your radio static, you've stumbled upon the lost signal. Tonight, we bring you a production of Lucille Fletcher's classic American ghost story, The Hitchhiker. Tonight's production stars the Lost Signal stable of actors. I'm in a trailer camp, on I-40 just west of Gallup, New Mexico. And if I tell it, maybe it'll help me. It'll... it'll keep me from going crazy. I must tell this quickly. I'm not crazy now. I feel perfectly well. Except that I'm running a slight temperature. My name is Ronald Adams. I'm 25 years of age, unmarried, tall, dark, with a black mustache. I drive a 1995 Ford, license number 6V7989. I was born in Brooklyn. All this I know. I know I'm at this moment, perfectly sane, that it's not me that's gone mad, but something else. Something utterly beyond my control. But I must speak quickly. At any minute, the link with life may break. These may be my last words on Earth and the last night I ever see the stars. Six days ago, I left Brooklyn to drive to California. I was in excellent spirits. Drive ahead of me, even the loneliness, seemed like a paradise. But I didn't count on him. I was crossing the Brooklyn Bridge that morning in the rain. I saw a man leaning against the cables. He seemed to be waiting for a lift. There were spots of fresh rain on his shoulders. He was carrying a cheap overnight bag in one hand, and he was thin, nondescript, with a cat pulled down over his eyes. Now, I would have forgotten about him completely, except that just an hour later, while crossing the Pulaski Skyway over Jersey Flats, I saw him again. At least, it looked like the same person. He was standing now, with one thumb pointing west. I couldn't figure out how he'd gotten there. But I thought maybe a fast truck had picked him up, beaten me to the skyway, and let him off. I didn't stop for him. And then, late that night, I saw him again. He was on the new Pennsylvania turnpike between Harrisburg and Pittsburgh. 265 miles long with a very high speed limit. I was just slowing down for one of the tunnels when I saw him. He was standing under an arc light by the side of the road. I could see him quite distinctly. The bag, the cap, even the spots of fresh rain spattered over his shoulders. 
and he hollered at me this time. Hello! Hello! And I stepped on the gas like a shot. It's lonely country through the Allegnies, and I had no intention of stopping. Besides, the coincidences, or whatever it was, gave me the willies. I stopped at the next gas station. Yes, sir, what can I do for you? Uh, why don't you fill her up, huh? Check your oil? No, thanks. No. Well, let me get the gas cap here, huh? Nice nine, ain't it? Yeah. Uh, it hasn't been raining here lately, has it? Not a drop of rain all week? No? No? I, I suppose that it hasn't done your business any harm. Oh, people drive through here all kinds of weather. Mostly business, though. Ain't many pleasure cars out on the turnpike this season of the year. I, uh... I guess not. Um... What about hitchhikers? <laughs> hitchhikers? Here? What's the matter? Don't you ever see any? Oh, God be a fool started out to hitch rides on this road. Just look at it. You mean... Never seen anybody? No. Maybe they get the lift before the turnpike starts. I mean, you know, just before the toll house. That's a pretty long ride. Most cars wouldn't want to pick up a guy for that long a ride. This is pretty lonesome country here, mountains and woods. You ain't seen nobody like that, have you? No, no, uh, not at all. It was just, uh, just a technical question. Oh, I see. Well, that'll be, uh, twenty-four thirty-nine with tax. The thing gradually passed from my mind, sheer coincidence. I had a good night's sleep in Pittsburgh. I didn't think about the man all the next day until, just outside of Zanesville, Ohio, I saw him again. It was a bright, sunshiny afternoon. Peaceful Ohio fields, brown with autumn stubble, lay dreaming in the golden light. I was driving slowly, drinking it all in when the road suddenly ended in a detour. And in front of the barrier, he was standing. Let me explain about his appearance before I go on. I repeat, there was nothing sinister about him. He was as drab as a mud fence. His attitude was not menacing. He just stood there, waiting, almost drooping a little the cheap overnight bag in his hand. He looked as though he'd been waiting there for hours. And he hailed me. Started to walk forward. Hello! I had stopped the car, of course, for the detour. For a few minutes, I couldn't seem to find the new road. And I realized he must be thinking I'd stop for him. Not now! No, sorry! Going to California? No, not today. I'm going... I'm going to New York! Sorry! After I got the car back on the road again, I felt like a fool. Yet the thought of picking him up 
having him sit beside me was somehow unbearable. Yet at the same time, I felt, more than ever, unspeakably alone. Hour after hour went by. Fields, towns ticked off one by one. The light changed, and I knew now that I was going to see him again. And though I dreaded the sight, I caught myself searching the side of the road, waiting for him to appear. Sell sandwiches and pop here, don't you? Yeah, we do in daytime. We're closed for tonight. I, mean, I, I know, but I was wondering if you could possibly let me have a cup of coffee. Black coffee. My wife's cooked. She's in bed. Well, uh, listen, just a minute ago. Just a minute ago, there was a man standing here, right here. Beside this, this gas station. Suspicious looking man. Henry! Who is it, Henry? Nobody, Ma. Just a fella thinks he wants a cup of coffee. Go back to bed. I, I don't mean to disturb you. You see, I was driving along when I just happened to look, and there he was. What was he doing? Oh, drunk, you been hitting the bottle. That's what's the matter with you. Get nothing better to do than wake decent folks out of their hard-earned sleep. What have you been doing? Get gone! Gone! Well... It looked as if he was going to rob you. I got nothing to stay to lose. Now on your way before I call Sheriff. I got into the car again and drove on slowly. I was beginning to hate the car. If I could have found a place to rest a little. I was in the Ozark Mountains of Missouri now. The few resort places there were closed and... I had seen him at the roadside stand. And I knew I'd see him again. Maybe at the next turn of the road. I knew then that when I saw him next, I would run him down. But I didn't see him again. Not until late next afternoon. I'd stopped the car at a sleepy little junction just across the border into Oklahoma to let a train pass. When he appeared across the tracks, leaning against the telephone pole. It was a perfectly airless, dry day. The red clay of Oklahoma was baking under the southwestern sun. Yet there were spots of fresh rain on his shoulders. And I couldn't stand that. Without thinking, blindly, I started the car across the tracks. He didn't even look at me. He was staring at the ground. I stepped on the gas hard, veering the wheel sharply toward him. I could hear the train in the distance now, but I didn't care. Then something, something went wrong with the car. And it stalled right on the tracks. The train was coming closer. I could hear its bell, its cry, its whistle. Still he stood there. Now I knew he was beckoning. 
beckoning me to my death. Well, I frustrated him that time. It started, and I managed to back up. But after, when the train passed, he was gone. And I was all alone in that hot, dry afternoon. And after that, I knew I had to do something. I didn't know who this man was or what he wanted of me. I only knew that from now on, I mustn't let myself on the road alone for one minute. You're listening to the Lost Signal production of Lucille Fletcher's The Hitchhiker. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, as well as follow us on Spotify and like us on iTunes. And now, we return you for the second half of our story. You need a ride? Yeah, what do you think? How far are you going? Amarillo. I can take you to Amarillo. Amarillo, Texas? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll drive you there. Alright. Just, uh, hop in. Thanks for the ride, mister. My feet were killing me. Oh, it's no trouble at all. I was getting a little bored alone in the car myself. You, uh... You hitchhike much? Ah, oh, yeah. It's tough sometimes. It's great open spaces. Not a lot of cars, and when you see them, most of them don't want to pick you up. Yeah, I... I can see that. I mean, I bet, though, you, I mean, you, you get picked up in a good, fast car, you, you'd, uh... get to other places faster than, say, another person in another car. Uh... What? Well, you know, take me for instance. Suppose, suppose I'm driving across the country, say, a nice steady clip, 65 miles an hour. I mean, you were waiting by the side of the road, and, uh, don't you think you could beat me to town, after town, provided you got picked up every time in a car doing 75 to 85 miles an hour? I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I could, maybe I couldn't. What difference does it make? Oh, it, it's, it's no difference. It's just, uh, it's a crazy idea I had sitting here in the car. Huh. Can't imagine spending your time thinking of things like that. I mean, what would you do instead? I don't know. I mean, I'd just enjoy the scenery. I mean, beautiful country we're driving through. And no sense being all up in your head when you're passing through such great scenes like this. I mean... <laughs> hey! Did you see him? Did you see him too? 
Say who? That man. Standing beside the barbed wire fence. I didn't see anybody. It's just a barbed wire fence. What do you think he was doing? Were you trying to run into the barbed wire fence? There was a man there. The man there, I tell you. Thin gray man with, with an overnight bag in his hand and I was, I was trying to run him down. Run him down? Kill him? You You say you didn't see him back there? Are you sure? I didn't see a soul, and as far as that's concerned, well you watch for him. You watch for him the next time. Keep watching, keep your eyes peeled on the road, and he'll turn up again. Could be any minute now. There! He's right there! Damn it! How's the damn door work? I gotta get out of here! Did, did you see him that time? No, I didn't see him that time! Personally, I don't expect to ever to see him. All I want to do is go on living. I don't see how I will very long driving with you, though. Look, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what came over me. <laughs> Please, if you'll excuse me. You, you can't go. Listen. Listen, how would you like to go to California? I'll drive you all the way to California. You're a creepy dude, dude. Listen, please, just one minute, please. You know what I think you need, man? You just need a good dose of sleep. Leave me alone! Come back! Please, come back! But he ran from me. Like I... Like I were some kind of disgusting monster. And a few minutes later, I saw a passing truck pick him up. And I knew then that I was utterly alone. I was in the heart of the great Texas prairies. There wasn't a car on the road after the truck went by. I tried to figure out what to do. How to get a hold of myself. If I could find a place to rest, or even if I could sleep right here in the car just a few hours along the side of the road. I was getting my winter overcoat out of the back seat to use as a blanket. Just a blanket. I saw him coming toward me, emerging from the herd of moving steer. No! I didn't wait for him to come any closer. No! Maybe I should have spoken to him then. Fought it out then and there. And now, he began to be everywhere. Wherever I stopped, even for a minute, for gas, oil, drink a pop, cup of coffee, sandwich, he was there. I saw him standing outside the trailer camp in Amarillo that night when I dared slow down. He was standing near the drinking fountain of a little camping spot just inside the border of New Mexico. He was waiting for me outside the Navajo Reservation, where I stopped to check my tires. I saw him in Albuquerque, when I bought more gas. I was afraid to stop. So I began to drive faster and faster. I was in a lunar landscape now, the great arid Mesa country of New Mexico. I drove through it with the indifference of a fly crawling over the face of the moon. And now he didn't even wait for me to stop. Unless I drove at 85 miles an hour over those endless roads, he waited for me at every other mile. I'd see his figure, shadowless, flitting before me, still in its same attitude over the cold, lifeless ground. Flitting over dried up rivers, broken up stones cast by old glacial upheavals, flitting in that pure, cloudless air. I was beside myself when I finally reached Gallup, New Mexico this morning. There's a trailer camp here. 
It's cold. Almost deserted this time of year. I went inside and asked if there was a telephone. I had the feeling, if only I could speak to someone familiar, someone I loved, I could pull myself together. It was in the middle of the morning. I knew my mother'd be home. It'd be enough, I thought, just to hear even the calmness of her voice. Mrs. Adams' residence. Hello? Hello, Mother? This is Mrs. Adams' residence. Who is it yours to speak to, please? Who's this? This is Mr. Whitney. Mr. Whitney? Uh, I don't know any Mr. Whitney. Is this 748-9970? Yes. Where's my mother? Where's Mrs. Adams? Mrs. Adams, not at home. Still at the hospital. Hospital? Yeah. Who's this calling? Member of the family? What's she in the hospital for? She's been resting for five days. Nervous breakdown. Who's this calling? Nervous breakdown? My mother doesn't have a nervous... It's all taken place since the death of her oldest son, Ronald. D death of her oldest son, Ronald? What is this? What number is this? 748-9970. It's all been very sudden. Killed six days ago. Automobile accident on the Brooklyn Bridge. And so, I'm sitting here in this deserted trailer camp in Gallup, New Mexico. And I'm trying to think. Trying to get a hold of myself. Otherwise, Otherwise, I, I'm going to go crazy. Outside, it's night. The vast, soulless night of New Mexico. There's a million stars in the sky. Ahead of me, stretch a thousand miles of empty mesa. And mountains, prairies, desert. And somewhere among them, he's waiting for me. Somewhere. Somewhere I will know who he is. And who I am. Returning now to the edges of your radio static, this has been The Lost Signal. Follow us on Twitter at The Lost Signal 1 and Instagram at The Lost Signal Podcast. Also, follow and rate us on iTunes. Thank you, and good night. <laughs>